This is the Venturing Angler Podcast. It is sponsored by Nautilus Reels, and it is tested on animals. Today I'm chatting with Ben Pascal of Laguna Madre Outfitters in Texas. Uh, ben guides the lower Laguna Madre as well as areas of Louisiana. Let's chat with Ben. So I'm here with Ben Pascal of Laguna Madre Outfitters in Texas, and uh, the first time I came across Ben, I was in- extraordinarily impressed with his photos of um, enormous saltwater fish coming out of Texas and Louisiana. I thought at the time that I knew a lot about the world's saltwater destinations, and it uh, Ben sort of introduced me to the fact that I didn't know as much about Texas as I thought. Um, and so, th- thanks for doing this, Ben. Um, tell me about the area uh, in Texas that you guide and fish. Uh, I'm fishing the Laguna Madre, specifically the lower Laguna Madre, which is at the very, very southern tip of Texas. Um, from where I launch out of, it's about 20 miles as a crow flies from the Mexican border. Um, probably the most well-known town is South Padre Island. Um, at the very southern tip of the lagoon and the lagoon you know physical characteristics it's about 50-60 miles long 5-8 miles wide depending on where you're at and it's super shallow Uh, it's one of the probably more unique characteristics uh, of it is that you know everywhere we go throughout the course of a day the deepest water we might even run across is maybe like mid-thigh um, all the fishing's about ankle to maybe the deepest knee deep. Um, for the most part, it's all less than a foot. We've got extraordinarily clear water for the Texas coast, um, largely in fact due to, to all the seagrass we have. Um, you know, especially starting in May, June, um, the more into the summer we get, obviously the more the grass has grown. And it's nice because even on really windy days, it'll it'll stay uh, relatively clean, more so than you know other areas where you might target redfish, where it's more of a mud bottom. Um, you know, as as far as uh, other species, we're so far south that you know there's some snook around, which is pretty cool, especially considering the fact that most other places to find snook you know you got to go to florida for the most part south florida um there's a few tarpon around which is always a nice change of pace from redfish and we've also got uh humongous sea trout um you know 24 to 30 plus inches um which are a huge challenge on the fly and and uh, being able to sight cast them is is definitely one of the the bigger challenges around Tell me about that a little bit more. Um, why are sea trout such a challenge? Sea trout are fish that you almost hear nothing about. I think the first book that even mentions uh, much of fly fishing for sea trout just came out. Um, you don't see it much in magazines, although I know you're featured recently in Fly Fisherman. Um, the, uh, you don't see it much on social media or elsewhere. Um, T- tell me more about sea trout. 
Um, well, first of all, they're really hard to catch. They're hard to see. They sit still. Um, they're ambush predators, especially the big ones. And usually they're sitting still in, in grass or on a grass bed, maybe on the edge of a pothole. So they're really hard to see. Um, a lot of them eat like one big mullet in a day. So they're not out grazing like redfish on flats all day. Usually you just see them laid up. And um, they're really wary. Again, we're fishing in water that's like maybe 10 inches, 8 inches, you know, pretty dang shallow. And, you know, you've got about one cast before they're on to you. Nice. Um, but, yeah, we, we see plenty of them. Um, and they're big. Yeah, the only, I mean, you see little guys sometimes, but for the most part, the ones you, you see are pretty big, um, especially kind of near some deeper water. Um, and, you know, a lot of the other, a lot, it's not just the lower lagoon. A lot of the Texas coast has really big trout. Um, fish in Louisiana in the winter, and, and you know, there's, you know, big trout there is like three or four pounds, so it's pretty nice to, uh, you know, have the chance of laying like a 10-pounder on the fly, sight-casted. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, people who fly fish for redfish obsess about redfish, and some of the videos I've seen of yours on Vimeo show redfish in what looks like a mania of feeding. Um, tell me about what uh, attracts you to redfish, um, you know, why you get pretty stoked on fly fishing for redfish. Um, well, a lot, a lot of anglers I fish with, a lot of my customers, um, you know, especially the first time, a lot of times they're new to the saltwater game, and, you know, redfish, they're a lot more forgiving than, say, bonefish or permit or tarpon. Um, usually you get a lot of shots in a day. You know, anywhere from 20, 30, maybe 40. It just kind of depends on the weather and the wind and the clouds and everything. But uh, they give even a beginner angler, um, you know, lots of chances to put the fly in front of them and hopefully get them to eat. For the most part, they're pretty willing to eat. Um, if it's in that strike zone, you know, a foot or two in front of their face and that they're not spooked, chances are they're probably going to at least attempt to eat the fly. Um, it's extremely visual. Um, you know, first of all, they're red. You see them, but they tail. They swim with their backs out of water. They they tail in big pods. Um, you know, sometimes it's, it's super common to see them tailing in groups of like three to six, sometimes a dozen. Occasionally, you'll find them in pods of like 20 to 100, uh, especially, you know, kind of in back lakes where they're not... Uh, fish too often um yeah and you know the they'll hit poppers too so i mean they're they're kind of the perfect game fish uh you know on the flats they're accessible to a lot of people uh you don't need to leave the country to chase them uh you get a lot of shots they tail they back i mean they're just a lot of fun yeah i think one of the videos that comes to mind is one going after a popper and it's pretty relentless yeah, if you turn it, once they get turned on, they, uh, you know, they can be, you know, pretty aggressive. That's cool. Know, right at the boat kind of kind of style. And you, you've got big fish down there too, right? Uh, in Texas, most of the fish are like 20 to 30 inches, you know, anywhere from like 3 to 12 pounds. I mean, they're they're more like slot size fish. Um, they're nice size fish. They're not, they're not we don't target the, the giant bull reds like you see in Louisiana. 
uh, in the winter time in Louisiana, and we're we're getting shots at uh, you know trophy sized bullfish, bull redfish, which are you know anywhere from like fifteen to thirty five pounds or so. That's kind incredible. Of yeah, like 40, 40 plus inches. Um, and where in Louisiana are you going after these? Just outside of New Orleans, about an hour. Nice. Um, and is that where you're also getting these huge black drum? Yeah, uh, we we get big black drum everywhere, but in Louisiana they're just kind of all over the place. Yeah. Uh, like any oyster bed, you know, nice sunny after warm afternoon, they'll they'll be there tailing. But um, in Texas we get huge pods of smaller black drum, and then also uh, from time to time, you know, you, you definitely get shots of big ones too. Um. That- 25 30 pounds awesome um seasons what what season seasonal considerations should an angler have when considering going down to the laguna madre and also um those areas in louisiana where they want to target big bull redfish yeah the uh i mean it's good year-round in both places um but for the most part as far as consistent weather goes you know, starting in late April or May is kind of when I consider my season really starting in South Texas, uh, all the way until, you know, early November or so. It just, once we start getting hit by cold fronts in November, it just starts getting tougher and tougher to find good weather days. At that time, uh, usually about mid-November, I head over, trailer up to Louisiana, get settled, and start running charters through the end of February. Um, and during that winter time frame is when we're, we're fishing for those those monster fish um, with you know people you know people are willing to put up risk more bad weather day there, there's a greater risk reward factor in Louisiana in the winter with with uh, you know people are willing to put up with more bad weather in order to get you know have a, a chance at catching a, a 30 pound fish today. yeah so, sure um, if I was looking to head down to the Laguna Madre for that range of species that you identified, um, what gear should I cons- consider bringing? Oh, seven or eight weights just fine. For all those fish? Yeah, seven or eight weight um, for redfish and big trout. And sounds like a floating line ought to work just oh, about yeah. everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, just real redfish line. Uh, you, you might want to overweight one line weight. It just depends on your casting style. Sure. And then uh, in Louisiana, you go a little heavier. Uh, you can. Sometimes people throw up to 10 weights. Um, you can throw an 8 weight too. The water's colder, so the fish, fish don't fight quite as hard uh, for their respective sizes. Um, you know, a 30 pound fish is, of course, it's going to pull really hard, but, you know, 30 pound fish in 55 degree water fishes, uh, fights different than a fish, a 30 pound fish in. 80 degree water true so you get it's kind of cool you're able to land these big fish on even an eight weight you know a lot of times people will throw a nine or ten weight just so you can you can wrench on them a little faster and get it into the boat so you can go get another one nice that's great so for someone who's heading down there and planning to fish salt water for the first time what are some of the things they might want to consider as they're um wading into the salt so to speak um you know, the, the, probably the biggest adjustment if, if they've got fly fishing experience in fresh water is everything happens a lot faster. Um, you know, you don't have minutes to think about how you're going to present a fly to a you know, rising trout. 
in a spring creek or a river, you know, out west somewhere, everything happens real quick. A lot of times it's, oh shoot, there he is, cast now. Or you see a, you know, pot of tail and fish, and you know, we have 30 seconds to kind of set up the shot, maybe a minute at most, but um, everything happens real quick. And, you know, you don't want to sit there and make 20 false casts in a row. You, once you're in position, you need to put it on, put it on the fish. Um, and you want to hit them on the head. And if you do hook up, then there's some things, some adjustments that you have to make too, as far as setting the hook. And uh, yeah, I mean, you just strip set instead of we call it trout setting. You know, where you lift the rod tip. I mean, that's that's no bueno on the flats <laughs> at all. Um, more times than not, it'll pull it right out of their face. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything's just bigger, stronger uh, in the salt. You know, so you just. Um, I mean, you can definitely wrench on them, wrench on them a little bit more. Right, that's awesome. I love saltwater fly fishing. Um, tell me about Laguna Madre Outfitters. Uh, well, that's just my business name. My website's the same name, LagunaMadreOutfitters.com, and um, you know, one thing that's different from that I do is I have a I'm in a little bitty town on the Texas coast called Arroyo City, and there's really nowhere else to stay in Arroyo. Um, I've got a, a waterfront rental property uh, right on the water. It's three bedrooms, two baths. Um, it's about 30 minutes from the airport, the Harlingen Airport, where you can fly southwest in and out real easy. So a lot of times people can even fly home after a day of fishing uh, on southwest. And um, that lodging package just makes it pretty streamlined and easy. Um, you know, especially for most people come down for two to three days. Right. You know, kind of a long weekend, uh, short trip, you know. That's perfect. I always imagine that you would have to fly into a, one of the major cities and drive for maybe up to a couple of hours. So that's ideal, especially with Southwest and Texas being in the middle of the country. So it's pretty easily accessible. So looking at your background, you've guided in... Alaska, Argentina, Colorado, a number of places. Yeah. Um, now you've uh, got a pretty great gig in Texas and Louisiana. What made you decide to focus on this area of the world? Uh, well, first of all, I grew up in Texas, so I just I had all my friends are there. And, you know, working in a lot of these nice places, um, you need a resource that, that you can consistently fish day after day uh, you need a resource that's unique that has you know that even a beginner angler can succeed at um, you know it's challenging fishing but it's not you know anybody can go out there if it's their first day of fly fishing uh, you know the conditions are all right and you know they're gonna have a, a good chance at, at getting good shots and hooking up with a fish uh, they might not catch you know a dozen but you know, they'll still, they're going to have, they're going to, they're going to do just fine. Um, you know, the other thing is both places are relatively easy to get to. Um, you know, any, anybody in the Southwest, they can uh, potentially probably just connect to Houston or Dallas and connect down to Harlingen um, with Southwest Airlines, which is, makes it super easy, you know, with, with, changing schedules or you know no cancellation fees um you know new orleans is, is super easy to get to um 
Yeah. Also, I mean, the the Little Lagoon, it's, it's super unique, you know, so it's, it's yes, year-round our primary target's redfish, but, you know, both places, they're super different, and the only thing that's really similar is the species of fish we're catching, the Little Laguna. Um, it's different than the rest of the whole Texas coast just because it's super shallow. It's a subtropical climate. Um, it's it's super unique. Um, it's like one of five or six hypersaline lagoons in the entire world. Um, you know, and it's offers awesome fishing for you know you, beginner and, and expert anglers alike. Awesome. Well, I know I'm looking forward to getting down there myself, and I appreciate having the conversation with you. Um, and uh, check out Ben at LagunaMadreOutfitters.com, and check him out on um, Instagram, too. The photos will blow your mind. It's great stuff down there. Thanks again. Right. Thank you.